lights out in game five. Kevin Durant forgets how to receive a compliment. And Anthony Davis isn't working on his jumper. I'm Rosa Panza. This is the Clinic All-NBA Podcast. I have only one hooligan with me. JJ, how you living, my friend? Dude, feeling good. I'm feeling <laughs> great. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You don't have a rooting interest in this at all. Oh, no yeah. way. And neither not, do I. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> well, let's get to it, man. Um, the Golden State Warriors take down the Boston Celtics 104 to 94. And I wanted to ask you, okay, for the first half, we were up. Or sorry, the Warriors were up 51 to 39. I want you to kind of talk me through your emotions, what you're thinking, what you're seeing. How do you think the game was going? Okay, so usually the Warriors go off with a slow start, like very slow. The past few games, we don't get the ball rolling. There's turnovers, um, bad rotations in, and Steve Crab, he even has been criticized for that. Right. This game, we got, got into a really hot start, and when the Warriors have a good start and they're not fall behind, it usually equates to a win. So Steph wasn't really, you know, hot in the moment. And going into the half, Wiggins started to get hot. And it looked really good, not going to lie, really confident. And then the Celtics, and props to the Celtics, they had a similar experience that they had in game one. Right. Brown and Tatum driving to the hoop, kicking out for threes, and they started to knock it down. and. Even Tatum, he played his one-on-one -on -one game and started to hit knockdown threes as well. And before you know it, their lead, which was 12, would, turned into a three-point lead. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk about that first half a little bit. The thing that surprised me the most is that it seemed like this was the first time Ime Udoka really got inside of his own head. Like Steph Curry, the last game, he went off for, what, 43, 42 points? Mm-hmm. And he went absolutely nuclear. And it seemed like in this game, he committed to stopping Steph Curry. Like you saw on the screens, everyone was beating him at the three-point line. Yep. And when you do that, actually, this is how you unlock Draymond Green. And this is why we've seen Draymond Green having bad games is because that middle of the lane is clogged. But now he was able to feast. I think he got like a quick eight points in the first quarter. And it just seemed like... It seemed like it was a bad change. It was a bad change for Boston, but in the, the in that third quarter that you were just talking about, they go off. I'm gonna have you talk about this here. They go off on a 19 to four run. They hit eight consecutive three pointers. They did not miss from deep. What were you thinking in the in this moment? I thought, well, here come the Celtics. They proved in game one that they could come back, hold the lead and take over a game on the road. After each loss, they're undefeated. And this is actually right. the first time that they lost back-to-back -back games. But the other stat yeah. that I did want to throw out there is the clear indicator that when they lose is their turnovers. Right. really shifted the, the whole momentum of the Warriors because the Warriors are the best transition team, while the Celtics are the worst transition defensive team. 
right? 18 turnovers for the Boston Celtics. And let's just get to the man here. Let's talk about him. We're not going to talk about Steph Curry because he didn't have a great game, even though he is doing really well these finals. Andrew Wiggins, 26 points, 13 rebounds. What did you see from Andrew Wiggins this game? Um, And also, how did you think he was able to pull this off? I got to give my... Give my man Andrew Wiggins major props because the offensive effort we've seen glimpses and strides this year and even at you know in Minnesota he was a 24 point average player 22 point but come on because we (laughs) saw him D up arguably you could have said the Eastern Conference Finals MVP, or he was, right? Right. Isn't Tatum? Right. He held it down against him. And T- yeah. Tatum's no slouch. He's supposedly Kobe 2.0, right? I don't I know John's probably <laughs> super <laughs> upset that I said that. Shout out to John, by the Shout way. Shout out to John. He's out celebrating his uh honeymoon right now. But yeah, man, just the last two games, he held it down on Jason Tatum and Maybe this is our segue on Jason Tatum. Like, did Jason Tatum lose the game for them? Oh, man. You know, I I have some thoughts about Jason Tatum. It felt like in that third quarter, he found some sort of life. He found his range. He was hitting deep shots. But I really feel like once they switched Wiggins, like once they committed Wiggins to fighting through screens, not switching so easily to stick on Jason Tatum, Mm -hmm. Jason Tatum lost his legs, dude. This was the first time in the playoffs where Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown did not come out of the game in the second half at all until pretty much this game was decided. So I feel like in that fourth quarter, he lost legs. And did you see that like kind of (laughs) this gamesmanship by Draymond Green and Gary Payton during a timeout where they just follow Jason Tatum with that ball? Get the ball? Yeah, Yeah. it like almost led to a scrum. Do you appreciate that kind of gamesmanship? I mean... It's petty, but Draymond is that dude that wants to get in your head. Right. And this is this is the finals. Why not? Yeah. You know, in that fourth quarter, I did I was a little nervous about Boston coming back. I really felt like they had a lot of mo- a lot of the momentum from the third quarter. But there was a couple things that struck me as like big momentum swingers. One of them was Jordan Poole throws up a heave at the end of the third quarter yes. and nails it. And that almost brought the Warriors back to life because it put us up one. And then the other thing is that in the fourth quarter, Marcus Smart had like two consecutive fouls that were that were played by Jordan Poole. I don't even know if they were really fouls. It looked like a lot of flopping a little bit and getting calls. But the fact that Marcus Smart, like it was in his head, he got a technical because of it. It seemed to sort of deflate their offense. Did you sort of see the same thing too? I did. I felt that the Celtics, they're looking for calls. They've been looking for calls. They drive to the basket and they look at the ref because they try to initiate contact to get the foul. Um, I felt that it wasn't necessarily the cause of their loss. I'm just going to say that Tatum had really bad shot selection. Right. Really bad shot selection. And I feel like um, the defense on Jason Tatum, it, it can be sustainable. You, 
just because Wiggins has been doing an absolutely amazing job these two games, game four and game five. Yeah. Now we're headed to game six. And I want to ask you, so Steph Curry, he did not have a great game today. We're going to talk about him a little bit. He only ended up with 16 points and zero for nine from deep. Did you think that the Celtics, like, was was this purposeful by the Celtics? Or do you think Steph just had a bad game? I think Steph had a bad game, but I did want to give props to the Celtics because they didn't have so much drop coverage. You saw, especially in the third, that they forced the double team and the hedging on top on Steph. But right. what's the takeaway from that? It's it like any sport, right? There's a gift to any play that you have or sh- tactic, and that's when you get other players involved. So if you double, right. like what you said earlier, that's when you have your four on three with Draymond. So Draymond, that's his bread and butter, man. Top of the key. Steph gets a double. He could either pass it out to the outlet or move towards the basket and look for the easy shot or dump it off to the, you know, the dunker spot, which Looney has thrived off, GP2 has thrived off, and that's what they've been doing. Yeah, absolutely. In game six, do you think Ime Udoka sticks with the game five strategy of meeting Steph Curry at the three-point line and forcing him um, to give the ball up? Or do you think he goes back to the last four games before this one where they sag off and they almost neutralize Draymond Green instead? I think for their best interest, they should probably sag off. And I know- Yeah, that sounds crazy though, right? It sounds crazy because- Sag off Steph? It's Steph. I mean, it's Steph and Curry, but you are playing at home and the opposing team's role players don't play as well away. So I would basically dare, hey, Clay, Otto Porter Jr., Looney, Draymond, GP2, and Poole, you guys, or don't you guys won't get off. We're just gonna have their Steph to make his shots and hopefully he has a bad game like tonight. Yeah, I think if I was Ime Odoka, I would do the I would do that as well. I feel like once the Warriors get to do all the beautiful basketball stuff, that's where you really get into trouble because everyone seems to get a lift, especially their defense, especially you know, we talk about how the basketball has energy and that ball just swings, swings, swings and everyone gets to touch it. All of a sudden you have everyone buying in and that whole team you have to defeat instead. So I'm with you on that one. But right now we're going to take a short little break with a word from our sponsor. Are you ready for the NBA champs to be crowned? Join the finals action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA bet and get $150 in in free bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Wow. All right. We got to we gotta end this with predictions here. Oh, wait. You don't like to predict, though. I don't like to predict, but show me, <laughs> tell me what's up, man. What's up? Is it going to end this next one? Game oh, six? I don't know if my heart rate could take another two games, to be honest. 
<laughs> so you're hopeful. I'm hopeful, hopeful. that okay. it ends the next game. Yeah. What order are you thinking? You know, I'm I'm feeling like it might it might go to seven, but I don't know, man. I I don't like what Ime Udoka did this last game, so I wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors take this in six, dude. I think he really got in his own head when Steph Curry went off for like over 40 points. But we're gonna move on to the next topic here. Kevin Durant. This guy gets weirder and weirder on social media, man. So Ben Steiner, I think that's how you pronounce his name. He had a tweet, okay? He's like, he's a verified guy. I'm pretty sure he's like a, a reporter or something like that. But he said that KD is in the top three one-on-one -on -one players to ever play the game. That sounds like a compliment, right? It sounds like a really big compliment. A really, a big one. That's huge, right? yeah. But KD responds in KD fashion. He says, simply, this is a slight to me. And he retweets a quote <laughs> or retweets a tweet. JJ, what do you think of KD's response here? Dude, I don't know if he's like this sensitive or like he's mocking us. Cause can someone be the sensitive dude? Sensitive. Like for real, like a few months ago in March, remember that that Nets fan that said, Kevin, you gotta take over the game, man. And he's like, <laughs> do you think that was Ben up? Steiner? Maybe that was Ben Steiner. Sit down. <laughs> like, dude, he's just he's a fan. He's telling you, like, he's trying to motivate you. Yeah. It's so weird, dude. Oh, so I want to go through like maybe top one-on-one -on -one players. Okay. He's he's talking top three, right? Okay. So I I think you and I would agree that Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan. That's, yeah, so Jordan has what six wing, rings, right? right? Right. How many scoring titles? How many defensive player of the years? Kobe, all NBA man, yeah, five time dude. champion, correct? Yeah, correct. How about KD? KD? KD wants to be number one. I think he wants to be number one over the goats. Over the goats, and like some other players, like honorable mentions as well who should be on this list is like AI. I would say AI as a one-on-one -on -one player, he's amazing, mm -hmm. right? You could say that. You could also argue like maybe T-Mac in his prime. You could also say maybe even James Harden, like the best version of James Harden one-on-one. -on -one. Like the list is super duper long for really great one-on-one -on -one players. And this guy says you're top three and you have to say it's a slight. Like, this doesn't make any sense. What He didn't like, even say you're number dude. three. He said you're one of the top three, correct? Yeah, absolutely. One. So you could be number two. You could be number one. It's up to inter yeah. interpretation. I know this is putting you on the spot. Who who are your, who's who's your top three scores, like one-on-one -on -one players of all time? Jordan. Okay. Kobe. Okay. And I'll say White Mamba. To White piss Mamba. Off. Yeah, piss off uh, <laughs> Katie. Because Katie, I know you're one of our listeners. Yeah. You could tweet at me. Don't yeah. get angry. You know that I love you when you're not on your sensitive tip.
I think I gotta go the, like that's the first two. That's that's obvious. <laughs> like the first two, I think is obvious, right? It's like MJ and Kobe. Three mm-hmm. is where you get a little like a little tricky. Like you could even say Shaq one on one. I would say Shaq. Actually, I was thinking Shaq. So let right? me. Yeah. On a serious note, I'll I'll say Shaq. Shaq. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm with you there. I'm I'm going Shaq as well. Okay. Um, but we're gonna get on to our next topic here. I want I want you to know what your panic meter for this comment is, okay? Uh huh. But I guess apparently, play like before Anthony Davis played some video games with the Nuke Squad, which is a YouTube gaming channel. He mm-hmm. said he dropped this little nugget. He said he hadn't shot a basketball since the regular season ended, basically April fifth. <laughs> April 5th? Yeah, and this this absolutely shocked like NBA Twitter. Yeah. What do you think? Like, what's your panic meter here? If you're a like, we're gonna tune into our inner John here, mm-hmm. who's who's a resident Laker fan. How how panicked are you about this comment? My, I know people are going to say, like, it's not a big deal, but I think it's extremely weird just because one, it's your craft, but two, not only it's your craft, it's your profession. And right. as a competitor, you would want to think that you want to constantly improve, especially when before this season started, you're considered title favorites. Yeah. Okay? So when I think about basketball players and players that want to be the best of them, like better, better than the season before, I just remember watching a Jordan documentary that me and you used to watch during the 90s. I, I think it was, uh, I totally forgot the name, but in the Jordan documentary, I totally remember when Jordan, while filming Space Jam, set up a court and that was part of his contract yeah. like i know it's the off season but i need to practice and he used that opportunity to invite other nba players to get better so this dude was not only filming a hollywood budget movie but he was weightlifting in the morning and then playing ball at night ad has been off he hasn't even been playing the the playoffs in fact hasn't he been off a lot this whole season <laughs> i'm pretty sure he's been resting right he's, i think he's, yeah yeah i don't think i think he's been resting for quite some time so i'm gonna ask you like you have hobbies right. i know you love right. playing guitar yeah i told if i asked you hey you're gonna have gigs next year Every single Saturday, you're going to go to a coffee shop <laughs> and you're going to play every Saturday and you're going to get paid some money. Right. I think it would be wise for you to at least pick up a guitar to mess around. I'm yeah. not saying like rehearse, but at least mess around with the guitar, no? You're absolutely right. And the thing is, is that like if I were to play a gig, it one, it would either be for free or two, it would be for like maybe 200 bucks max, right? Uh-huh. How much does Anthony Davis get paid? 
millions and millions of dollars. That doesn't make any sense to me. Last year, he only played 40 games. So obviously he's rested, like you said. Also last year, do you know what his three point percentage was? What was it? 18.6%. One eight. One eight. You can't tell me you're not going to pick up a basketball and work on that a little bit. Like that's, that's wild. Like absolutely wild to me. Also, if you have like a true love for the game and a true mm-hmm. passion, you're just going to go do it. You just think about it. It's almost like when when people who are addicted to like running, they don't feel right if they don't run, right? Or yeah. you, you weight lift. You don't feel right if you don't lift. Yep. Right? You would hope that Anthony Davis would feel the same way about picking up a basketball and putting it through the hoop like a few times, right? Like, wouldn't he have like a court in the, his backyard? He should. Just I like, would pick up the ball and shoot. Like <laughs> I just did that yesterday in my backyard. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and you know what? Um, that's actually all we have for tonight's show. I want to thank you for being on. JJ, thanks for being on, man. Hey, this was a, a lot of fun because. So. Yeah, absolutely a lot of fun. And, you know, shout out. Shout to out John to Sammy. And Sammy. John and missing. Sammy. Yeah. And also shout out to RJ, who's our video producer, putting us on Twitch right now. Shout out to those Twitch viewers. Check out our YouTube channel. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Like us on our Facebook group page, The Clinic All NBA Podcast, and follow us on Twitter at Clinic All NBA. I'm Rosa Panta. This is The Clinic All NBA Podcast. Come find us wherever you get your podcasts. Shout out to Emo Nessie for saying Go Warriors. <laughs> on Twitch. Much love. Shout out Emo Nessie.